0: Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way.
1: I'm Kitty Blutfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare, and today I'm joined by my co-host and co-founder Craig McDonald, who always tries to make me laugh when I do the (laughs) intro.
0: We were laughing before this, but...
1: We're like, Vic probably listens to these and it's like, you idiots.
0: I wasn't yeah. intentionally trying to make you laugh, but I was giggling. You were giggling. Yeah.
1: I don't know why you think it's funny. It's so funny.
0: What were we even laughing at?
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we were laughing at all the, you know, the rude... The t- we had a bit of a week this week of, you know, like, women telling me that they don't want to look like me on Instagram, telling me that I should stop swearing, telling me that I've that they've lost all respect for me because I posted a half-naked photo. I'm like,
0: for fuck's sake.
1: I said to him. You always
0: say nice. I just don't know why you don't tell him to fuck off.
1: Well, because I I just said to this lady, I said, look, just, you can unfollow me. Just unfollow me. You know, if you're so offended. Oh, but you know, I thought that it'd stop after you shared all your, you know, surgery photos. I'm like, they're just boobs. I covered the bloody nipples, right? (laughs) Isn't it so funny how people get so offended?
0: Well, it's, it's interesting that you've always been that way and, you know, for them to actually come in and ask you to stop being exactly who you are, it's kind of like, are you fucking right? Oh. like, I don't fucking tell you what to do. Oh. Like, I j- just because, like, you chose to come onto this account. If you go back all the way back to the start, you'll see the same. Oh,
1: I've consistently been swearing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all the same things. And now all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I'm offended by that. I oh, know. If I talk about sex. i like, Remember when I talked about in one
1: episode, and ladies, if you're listening to this, and you're offended by the word penis, stop listening, because I'm going to say it. But I was talking about how, uh, when Craig walks around naked, that I feel like uh, I just want to go up and grab his penis. And I was talking to my friend Libby and uh, she said, you know, it's just like this bell that needs to be rung. And I was like, that is bloody brilliant because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I feel like I want to go up and ring that bell. Yeah. And then I was talking to some other people about MR and she's like, yeah, that's totally what it is. I'm like, I want to ring that bell too. I'm like, how many of the women out there want
0: to ring that bell? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Especially you being a rat up a drain pipe, like that's something that really stuck in your brain. So oh, I was no, just like, you. oh, there it is. The bell, the bell. the bell." Ring the bell, ring <laughs> the
1: bell. <laughs> Poor Craig. Yeah. Poor Craig's piece. It's,
0: it's not done in our, Oh, this is quite exciting sort of thing. It's just like this little.
1: Aggressive. Yeah. Gotta it's aggressively like, ring that bell. for to it, Cra- it comes up and just... <clears throat> and like, ah. anyway, before, anyway, we better stop yeah. talking about it before we offend more up. people. Yes. So today's episode is not about Craig's penis or about people telling me to stop swearing.
0: It's a podcast and if, if, it's
1: if nice. I want to post half nude photos of myself, I will.
0: Yep. And if you don't like it, get fucked.
1: That's right. Mm. Unfollow. Unfollow. If you don't, subscribe, don't listen to the free mm. podcast. Yep. But anyway, so today's episode is about changing your exercises too frequently and how this can affect your progress in the gym. Um, And then we want to talk more about, you know, it's normal to not make progress every single week. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think sometimes women, you know, might think, oh, they need to deload, or they might think they need to change the exercise, when in reality it's normal. Like I have some weeks where I hit the same numbers and I, even weeks when I'm tired, like recently, you know, cause we had a lot of, we've just been burning the candle at both ends, which means my training's been shit. And so some days I'd just go in and just like hit whatever numbers I just train, you know, I wouldn't even try to match the numbers I had last week. And now I'm, I'm back in the wagon now being, mm. you know, getting enough sleep and eating a bit more food. I'm like, my numbers yeah. are coming back. But anyway, so why Craig, should you not change your exercises every month or every week or, you know, talk about that.
0: First and foremost, it does depend on where you are in your training journey. Like if you're an advanced lifter and you've gone through the rotational of exercises, let's say if we're talking about a deadlift, you've got your conventional deadlift and then you've got like your Romanian deadlift and then your stiff leg deadlift. If you're an advanced person, you're generally going to be able to execute those pretty well because they're all relatively the same movement. They're a hinge movement, but you know there are sort of slight differences in how you execute and how you set up and that sort of thing, but it's still based around a hinge. So if you're good at hinging in the hinging movement pattern, then generally you should be able to adapt to any kind of one of those exercise variations pretty quickly. If you're a beginner though, and you're still learning those fundamental movements.
1: Which is that, what I would say a lot of the women that follow yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're beginners yeah. to intermediates. Like I wouldn't say anyone's got 10 years lifting experience.
0: Yeah, no, I'm into fucking getting to that. Yeah, okay, right. okay, Roger, oh, Roger. Calm down. Yeah. So for the most people listening, you're generally going to be kind of beginning yeah. to intermediate lifters that the movement patterns, you know, when we talk about hinges and squats and single leg movements and pushing and pulling and all those sort of things, you've got the exercise variations within those. And, each movement pattern, you need a sort of set of skills to do. And for the most part, most people, because based on your lean body mass, so if you've got your total body weight and your body fat percentage, the difference is going to be your lean body mass. That is going to have a relative level of strength attached to it. So if you have X amount of lean body mass, you should be capable of lifting X amount of weight. That's not always the case, or it's very rarely the case because it does depend on other factors like you know how you're built and lever links and different things like that. But In most cases, it's about just how well you or how well developed you have at the skill of those particular movements. So, in the case of um, say hinge, you know, like you might start off with just a a conventional deadlift. It's got a little bit more leg drive in it because your 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 knees are a bit more bent. You drive off the floor and you come to the lockout. Most people, when they're starting, they have the capability of lifting a lot more, but the skill is what lets them down, and there is a You know, and it could be from, you know, maybe they start at 40 kilos, they might actually be capable of lifting 90 to 100 kilos, you know, but they've got about a 40 or 50 kilo skill development window in which they need to get up to that particular point. And generally after that point is where they'll start to see a lot more changes in their body composition because now they're actually breaking into new territory or building actual new lean muscle and that sort of thing. But there will be a skill window during that time. And not to say that you won't, your body won't change during that time. I'm just saying that to see that really massive change in your physique, it's it's going to require probably a lot more if you're only starting at 40 kilos, but there is about a 40 or 50 kilo window of just skill development that you would be better off just staying with that same movement and just like a, you know, a, a, a wet towel, just squeezing every little drip out of it until it absolutely gets to the point where whether you can assess it, or if you've got a coach, you can assess it and just go on, Yep. Okay. We've done enough kind of you know program changes maybe we've worked in a few different rep ranges maybe we've adjusted your exercise structure depending on where it is and how we're doing it and that sort of thing and it's it's just not budging at that point yeah absolutely that's the time when it's like okay let's pause on that particular movement um sorry that particular exercise variation let's now move to like a stiff leg or now let's move to a Romanian deadlift or something like that and that would apply across the board you know maybe you go from doing a uh wide grip lap pull down to doing more of a, a like a single arm you know neutral grip pull down or something like that and there's going to be an exercise variation there There, everything that you can look at and this is why tracking your data is so important because you can see when things are starting to stall and you can also look at has my nutrition been on point has my sleep been on point I mean you just made that point before that kind of be burning the candle at both ends a little bit and, and progress has been a bit stagnant that's not a uh, not a reason to change anything that you're doing that's all the variables outside of the gym. That's
1: a reason to get your shit together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a reason to not have late nights and do all those things. But it's just like, fix those things first, give it a couple of weeks. Then all of a sudden, if you start breaking through new ground again, it's just like, okay, well, I didn't actually need to change that exercise out. And you're better off because the more and more you do anything, the better you get at it, right? So if you can, you know, like like up until um, about October last year, I'd pretty much been on the same structure for almost for about eighteen months through, wow, that's thr- a long time. through through the bolt, through my cut period and then through my my regain phase. I'd made a couple of little exercise variations, but they were mainly like around like bicep curls and the odd pulling exercise. Like I, I didn't change my stiff leg. I was doing the V hack squats. I was doing the leg press. Uh, I was doing the the Raptor chest press machine. Like there was all these and you can just see it like week after week after week. And there was the odd time where those would stall a little bit or a couple of weeks where they would stall. But then all of a sudden I would jag an extra rep or I would change the rep range and jag a few more reps and add a bit more weight and whatever. And it's just, you know, certainly as you, especially at my stage, um, I've been doing it for a long time. I'm not going to always make progress every single week, but I just know, like, I really know intuitively now I'm like, yep, this exercise is done. Yeah. It's time to change. But I think for most people, they have a lot longer Period of time in which they can continue to make progress on, and I think instead of just going, this exercise is not working anymore, and just throwing the baby out with the bar, yeah. bath water sort of thing, it's just like, no, no, step back for a second. Is it only been one week? Well, that that doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. Everyone, you're going to go through like probably two or three, especially as you become more advanced. Two three weeks where you don't make any progress is pretty normal.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, and know? it's it's not yeah, and I think like, I think it's just normalizing that. Yes,
0: and it's, it's because just women think
1: oh, you know, because we talk about progression and adding weight to the bar Mm. and it's not going to happen every single week. And sometimes too, you know, like even with me, I'll maybe.
0: It will as a beginner. I think that first 12 to 18 months, you should be able to do it, especially with all those big lifts, you should be able to do it.
1: If you get your technique. Maybe
0: the odd week here and there, but unless something else is happening, like you you come back from holidays and we've been sick or or something like that. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, fair enough. But if everything's on point, you should be able to continue to make you know, a rep jump or a weight jump or something like that. Yep. Yeah,
1: but they're still small, though, right? Like it's not like you're oh, jumping.
0: Totally. You're jumping yeah, five, and adding ten kilos, 10
1: kilos every week. Yeah, it might be. I'm doing. You know, like we've talked about this before, the progression system that you like to use. And again, this is not the best way to do it or the only way. This is just an example, which we enjoy, is doing a heavy first set yep. in the six to nine rep range, and then a back off set in the ten to thirteen or ten to fifteen, depending on what the exercise is. Yeah. And I really like that because it sort of gives you a lot of room for progression. So some weeks, you know, I might only get an extra rep or I might add just a little bit more weight and then I drop it down into that lower rep range again. And then I slowly build back up till I get up to nine. And that really, um, I think you get a lot of leeway out of that, I think.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think well, it's it's a good progression system because, you know, like I keep do adding reps until I hit this point and then I add weight and then mm-hmm. I will drop down in reps and then I'll accumulate those back and then I'll add weight again. So, you know, you can mix and match like all the different rep ranges. You don't have to do six to nine. You can do, you can do the lighter set first and then the heavier set afterwards if, if you want to. You like like, that. Yeah, I've done yeah. that before. We've done it where you do three sets. You do like a, you know, a light, medium and, and heavy set, you know, like it, it all kind of works. And, you know, and I think making some of those decisions on whether to adjust it and just going, oh, you know, I want to do a lighter set first and then a heavy set. And it's like, obviously how we use recomposer and just focusing on and progressing that max mm. over time is really so, it, you know, and and that aligns with the research as well is that you can build muscle in any rep range between the six to 30 rep range. So it, it doesn't matter. Mm. Sometimes you just do implore a, a particular strategy at that point in time that goes, oh, I'm going to do sets of 12 on this. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, there might be times where you go, no, I just want to pull heavy. I'm feeling good at the moment. I'm going to pull like sets of sixes or sevens or something mm. like that and then do a lighter set. If I did a 12, a set of 12 or 13 on the first set, I wouldn't then do, I wouldn't drop the weight back and do like an even higher rep set. In that case, I would actually increase the weight and do a lower rep set. Mm. So both both work ultimately, but these are just obviously little tactics that you can use to continue
1: I think That's something too that progress. I've just noticed is, and, you know, from my own training is sometimes in a program or I'll, I'll go, okay, I'm really, really want to push this certain exercise and I really want it. Like, for example, a stiff leg deadlift, it's pretty taxing when I push it to failure. And then if I really have a good session and I feel good and I push that hard, then I find the next session I have with the, what do you call it, bloody hack squat. Like i obviously not feeling as fresh because I've really pushed it. Yeah. So I might just match the reps or only make a little bit of progress on the, on the hack Mm -hmm. squat. So sometimes it's about having like, I'm not saying this is what everyone has to do, but having a focus and going, I really want to build up this exercise in this program. Mm -hmm. Like it's the main one -hmm. that I want to build up. Yes. And you know, like if I, I think I had missed the stiff leg deadlift session. So I was really fresh and I hit an all time PB Mm -hmm. on my hack squat, 110 Mm -hmm. for eight reps. Yeah. And I've done that again because I've been stiff leg deadlifting three days before it.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I mean, again, that's, that highlights another point of as you become more advanced, y- you you have to have more nuanced and narrow focuses, you know, and, and you'll talk about, you, you'll you see a lot of more advanced lifters talk about like specialization programs mm. where they'll bring, you know, say if they go, look, I really want to get my, my posterior chain glutes and hamstrings, etc., cetera, to, to come up. So I'm going to use the stiff leg to really push that. So I'm going to push that really hard, but I'm also, that means I'm going to pull some of my quad work back down to maintenance volume. So maybe you need to be doing eight sets a week of quads, you know, a couple of sets of hack squats, a couple of sets of leg presses, a couple of sets of leg extensions to to, to have that per week kind of threshold in which you need to make progress. Maybe you go from eight and you bring it down to four. Mm-hmm. So now you've taken four sets out of those, those big quad exercises, which obviously eat into your fatigue. I give myself a little bit more room now to really try and push this particular exercise hard. And then when you really push that really, really hard for a little bit and it sort of starts to hit the wall, then mm-hmm. you can bring that back you know, all that so that body parts so maybe not the stiff legs, maybe you just hold the stiff legs in terms of the weight and reps that you're doing now, you bring maybe your isolation, uh, glute and hamstring work back and then you increase your quad work a little bit more. Do you know, so... Specialisation um, programs like that can be really, really beneficial, but they really only make sense as you become quite advanced.
1: Yeah, because I was going to say, like a lot of the women that listen to this podcast and that also are in our program are not at that level. Yeah, that we do have some clients.
0: Yeah, some. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: well, you well, need to be pretty strong, yeah, like in pretty. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I mean, it's it's. I reckon you can kind of start to entertain that after you've been lifting for probably about three years. Oh, really? Uh, hard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 I, I think. For most people up to that point, you just need to get strong everywhere. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, everyone's going to have different, you know, volume thresholds to a point. You know, some people can start at four sets per week. Some people yeah. need to go about maybe maybe 10 sets per body part per week. It obviously, it depends on, you know, how much time availability you have as well, and that might adjust a little bit. But what your effort level is like, like more people who can do generally a bit more volume, you know... Not always, like some people can just have better recovery capacities depending on what happens in their life, but sometimes you can kind of go, well, let's actually see what some of these hard sets you're doing actually look like. Are they hard or are they really hard? Mm. You know, is there definitely more that could be eked out there? So, I mean, these are all the questions that you ask to ultimately kind of determine what you need to do.
1: So, you're saying, like, is it, are you talking about keeping these like bigger compound lifts the same? And then, but can you change out the accessories? Because yeah, I know, like, definitely. when we do my program, it's like, okay, had the hack squat and the stiff leg in there for ages. Yeah. But we've changed out some of like bicep exercises or yes. like lat exercises. Or, yeah, totally. yeah.
0: So the accessories. is the side lateral raise, you go yeah. from a cable or use a dumbbell and yeah. different things like that. Obviously all those movements have, again, at a nuanced value, different strength curves. Like a cable has consistent resistance, whereas like the top part of a lateral raise, the side lateral raise is like the hardest, but the, the bottom part, there's like no resistance at all. Mm. So they, they change it a bit, but they're still an isolation, you know, medial doubt exercise. So it's like whatever variation you do, you know, it's not, not a big deal.
1: Yeah. Okay. And would you say, cause you know, I've women, uh, I'll chat to women, you know, thinking about joining our program and I say, oh, I'm just so stuck with this, you know, certain specific size like a squat or a deadlift or whatever. And you know, they'll tell me their body weight and they'll tell me the weight that they're lifting. And it's not a lot of weight, and I'm like, yeah. you should be considerably stronger than that. So it's, is it? Do you think it comes down to their technique?
0: No, oh, for sure. Yeah. Execution always has well. to come first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the le, leg press is always one of those ones where, um, you know, people say, "Oh, like, I'm, I'm like, how much are you doing on the leg press?" But here at Rage, know, I, I could push like 250, 300 kilos on the leg press, and then when I actually look at them, it's sort of like, okay. You're probably doing about a quarter or a half range of motion, and th- that wouldn't be the same, you know. And it's like when you actually look at the exercise and how they're actually executing it, you, really, you realize it's like you're barely getting into the stretch position in this movement. You're leaving so much room on the table, and you're also not controlling the eccentric. You're just thinking about getting the plate down to a point that you can really explode it back to the top again. And it's like, yes, you're lifting a lot of weight, but it's not really, it doesn't really mean anything. So hence why leg press, in a sense, you know, is not a good indicator of strength because the vast majority of people are not going to get it to the range that's really legit. Um, because again, they're excuse they haven't been shown how to do it or they're, they're just, you know, people believe it's like, oh, you don't want to go too deep on a leg press because of this, that, and the other. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's totally fine. Like I do it, I do it every week. Right, my, my knees are pretty much near my chin. Like it's just like with, it's designed to be a squat movement. You can absolutely do there. It's just again your execution. So, I think with movements, you know, we always talk about it first when we we think about the pillars or the hierarchy. It's like execution first, then your effort level, then using progressive overload element in order to continue to progress. But execution always has to come before effort, mm. right? If you're not executing the movement well and keeping the, the um, tension on the, the target tissue. Well, it's not wasting your time. There's still going to be some stimulus there, but certainly given how hard and how long it takes to grow muscle, you know, you don't want to be wasting your sessions because it's like it's it's years. It's years to really significantly change your physique. So you're better off removing the ego, pulling some weight off, getting the, getting the range te- of motion, yeah, getting the
1: technique, technique right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and obviously, like from an injury perspective, it always makes sense to understand how to execute things.
1: Yeah, obviously, because well, you don't want to hurt yourself. Yeah. But it is amazing once you, you know, breathe, brace properly, get the tempo right, get the depth right. Yeah. How much more stimulating it is to whatever, you know, muscle that you're using. Yeah. Um,
0: well, you think about like a leg press or a squat or a hack squat. Like we we, we understand that the best hypertrophy com- outcomes generally come from the loaded stretch position. So, so what
1: does that mean for the people that don't yeah, know what that means? Yeah, well, you think the about this loaded stretch position.
0: Yeah. So you, you think about the stretch, like, so your, your quads, right? So the, the <laughs> muscles that go from your hip joint down to your knee, they're in the stretch position. So if you get on the floor and sit on your shins mm-hmm. and then basically sit back, so your your, your butt's sitting on your, your heels, all your quads are stretched. Okay. So that's the stretch position for the quads, But in order for your quads to grow, there needs to be the loaded element there, right? It's not going to grow from just stretching them. There needs to be an external load to create that mechanical tension. So when we think about a leg press, most people barely get to 90 degrees. So you're only just starting to get a little bit of a stretch. And you will feel some lactic acid build up, but it's nowhere near the same as when you actually get it down to the point where your hamstrings are touching your calves that's where the plate that should be the minimum range for most people now obviously if you have a a knee injury or something like that obviously you yeah, can't course. do that for sure but it, it, in with everything being you know on point then that's where you need to get to you mm-hmm. know and all of a sudden especially in that particular movement the load that you can lift will significantly reduce mm. right so it's just like i can do i think my best is like 260 for 10 and that's... Like, You're a
1: 93, 4 kilo male. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's, and like, that's, you know, my, my head's about to explode on that last, <laughs> that last rep. Um,
1: yeah. So, so there it's, ain't no 60 kilo female.
0: No. So, imagine. so there's just, there's yeah, just, just no the way, range of motion, you know, there, there is always, you know, when you look at someone with a body weight and look at their actual pictures and understand their body composition, you know, if they say any numbers that, you know, that, that are a little bit outrageous, it's just like, well, your physique doesn't reflect, reflect the fact but, Yeah, that, you know that you're capable of that. So what you're doing probably isn't actually accurate.
1: Yeah. Or I think that they, you know, I think that women, they don't really know what they're truly capable of mm. because they have never learned how to lift properly. Yeah. And, you know, I get on calls with women all the time. And a good example of this was a lady that I, she signed up to our program. She was so lovely. And she's like, kitty, I've been lifting for a year. And, you know, she hasn't really been tracking her food properly. So that's another issue. Yes. Um, But... You know, she said, I just don't, my body's just not changing. So I said, okay, cool. Like, what are some of the exercises that you're doing? And she said, okay, deadlift. I said, well, how much can you deadlift? And she's like, well, I actually misloaded the bar the other day yeah. and accidentally added on um, 20 pounds mm-hmm. and I was deadlifting, I don't know, like 70 pounds or something. So what's that? Like Or well, 80 pounds. So that's like divided Four, by 2.2. something kilos. 40 kilos. Yeah. And I did eight reps. I said, so before that you're lifting even less. And she's like 80 kilos. Yeah. And I said, you are just massively underperforming. That is why your body is not changing. And I said, even though you're making some progress, I said, for example, I'm 67 kilos and I can, you know, deadlift 150 kilos,
0: whatever. She's like like 315 pounds.
1: Yeah. So, you know, she's like, oh, okay, cool. That makes so much sense. And it's just because she's never had anyone show her how to do it or
0: teach her. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know.
1: You don't. Yeah, and I think, you know, I just felt like when I met you and actually learned how to lift and then obviously I've worked with lots of other different coaches over this, have many years, including you. And, you know, Thomas Lilly was one that we worked with, which I really enjoyed. But, you know, I think one of his, um, you know, strength is the expression of good technique. Yes. And, yeah. you know, especially yeah, I think it's a great in, quote. in powerlifting, I mean, mm-hmm. I know we're not powerlifting, but you know, it, every bit of efficiency counts Yeah, <laughs> when you're lifting that amount of weight. Yes. So, and it's so interesting. I remember like when I would squat, you know, I had that goal of squatting 120 for eight, which I got to. Mm. And when I executed everything really well, the reps just felt so much easier and tight and efficient. Yes, I wasn't, you know, losing any energy Mm -hmm. in that whole system, I guess. And I think where a lot of women go wrong, and we talk about this um, you know, mechanical tension, so it's the weight, the external weight that's going to stimulate that muscle growth. And you've got to get within five reps mm-hmm. of, of failure. So a lot of women, they never actually get there because their technique breaks down before they can actually reach yep. that failure. Yep. So therefore they don't make progress. Yeah. So I think that's why it's really important to actually nail that technique and you'd be so surprised at what you can achieve. Like women in our program all the time, they'll post in the Facebook group, oh my God, I just did lifted 100 kilos. I'm like, fuck yeah. Mm. You know, they never thought, you know, yes. Charlotte, one of our coaches, when, you know, you how how much does she
0: weigh? Uh, it's like 58, 59 kilos.
1: Yeah, and she was, she's, yeah. had been running 100, 100 kilometers and she said to me, like, oh, Craig told me I should easily be able to lift 100 kilos. And she was like, no way, yep. I'll never. And she's done it easily. She yeah. does it for reps now. Yeah. You know, so I think yeah. once you learn how to lift – Properly, and you learn good technique. You would be, you'll be surprised at what you can do, and it's incredible. And give mm. it time and chip away, you'll be strong. Mm. You can get really strong.
0: And you can get really strong. You're
1: way more capable than you think.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, I, and I, I've, I've, I don't know if I've told this story on the on the podcast, but when we used to go in the gym, do you remember Kathy? She used to live near the gym. She oh used yeah. To come in.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah with the kids. Really, yeah. Yeah. She's like, she wasn't very athletic.
0: Probably, probably the most unathletic un- person. I, I don't think she ever played any. Sport, well, she right? didn't, she didn't play any sport when she was, she, she never developed any real hand eye coordination or anything. Super lovely, but just was a total fish out of water in, in the gym. And uh, we were doing some sessions, you know, and I just you know, went through the whole thing and it, and it took her a while, but she eventually pulled a hundred kilos off the ground. She was and so stoked. When was she burst into tears, Do you know, because she just, she realized at that particular point in time that. She really sucked and she had the perception that she could never, ever be that person. And the wonderful thing about strength training when you get good at it is it smashes so many beliefs that you had about yourself because in its rawest form, especially with a deadlift, you've just got a barbell sitting on the ground and you just got to stand up with it. So it's it's the easiest movement in terms of the execution to get the skill right, but it's the absolute determiner in terms of like, you know, you've got a a raw weight on the ground and you just got to stand up with it right it, it doesn't get more sort of primal than that and then you know a kind of that feeling sort of hit her that she was just like i'm i'm using two of the big plates on both ends of the barbell like these are the plates that all the guys use and i've just been able to stand up with it like oh my god i never thought i could ever do this and i just looked down and I'm like well why not i didn't lift the fucking weight i just stood there and told you you could and you eventually did it took us you know a while to get here but here you are it's you know best it's, feeling. It's, it, obviously no it's really- the
1: best feeling isn't it
0: but she, she she you know i I really noticed a change in just her attitude and how she was like when she'd come into the gym like she was quite a quiet person she was really lovely but just you know quiet and then all of a sudden there was this confidence and she you know, started being more sort of chatty Cathy in the gym a little bit more and she was you know she wanted to try different things and she was like, oh can you program me another day that I can do on my own you know just things that she would have never have done and I just it it, it would filter over into other areas of your life, like just being capable of lifting heavy stuff. For some people we would think of that and just go, Oh, it's, you're just trying to be all fucking like, No, no, no. If you've never ever done this, you'll never understand. You'll never understand what it can actually do for you from a psychological perspective, you know, like just, just your outlook there. There's a level of confidence um, and calmness about being able to overcome something like that. And I think, you know, it's a real shame when people go through their whole life and never truly see what their true capability was in mm. that, in that respect. Um,
1: well, I think it yeah. sort of keeps you on a bit of the straight and narrow too, because we all know that I'm a party girl at heart. You know, every now and then I get swept up in this, you know, we have a few months of going out socializing, have a few drinks. I'm like, fuck, my training is sucking badly, you know, because I'm strong and I'm trying to progress and you can't when you're tired, you know, and we're working really hard. And I said to Craig, I'm like, that's it. <laughs> like, that's it. You know, I'm pushing my food up again because I was like, got to be a bit more focused. We've got to be a bit more, you know, less socializing in the weekend. I really, yeah. not less social, but less late nights, I think. Not socializing so much, but, yeah, you know, and just, I oh, you know I had a good, had a good week this week so far. I've pushed my food. I had a good session on mine. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm back. You know, I'm like, this is going to be a good session tomorrow with Adam with <laughs> my stiff leg deadly, But like, that's it. Because <laughs> it's enjoyable and fun. And you know you need to be rested, and you need to eat well to make progress. Um And you're not again like it's okay to not make progress at all. So I'm not saying that, but I think it just you know when your training suffers for us, we get really yeah. you know like our training's not good. We get I upset. We it. get sad. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. yeah.
0: To it make us sad. Yeah, I mean, it's really important to me. You know, it's something that I get so much value and has so much carry. It's a joy.
1: Over. It brings so much joy
0: yeah, into the rest of your yeah. life. That it's just like when you're you're stagnant or you or you're going down because of. And you know exactly why you're like, just accept the fact that you know, like I had a Bucks party on Sunday night and it was a late night, I didn't get home till 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Whoa, um, it's a big one for you, though, a big one for me. But I, you know, I, I felt it in these last couple of sessions, and I'm like, fucking Bucks party, you know, fucking yeah. run up. just like,
1: oh, whatever. So we have fun. A party. I think, you know, I, I think had,
0: so. a, had a great night, it was fantastic, but he's just, yeah, you know,
1: this is but we can't work all the time either. That's what we've said to each other, something like we, I don't know, after the whole baby trying thing. We were so stressed and so yeah. like, just you know, we did nothing on the weekends, and now we're sort of letting loose a little bit and just living yeah. life a bit more and socializing. Still, yeah. be good, as, with, like as... with our food and trying to get enough sleep. But you know, it's just we're like, fuck it, we can't just work and you know, just be so boring. All it's been, it's been yeah. really fun though. I've really, really, really enjoying it. Mm. I just really enjoy connecting with people, and now we've got such great friends too. Mm. So
0: yeah, yeah, you've definitely good. got to have that. And I think there's definitely an element of that that helps you with your progress over time because it's, you know, it can be become a little bit tunnel vision to time, but I think you've just got to have phases where. Yeah. Phases is good.
1: Like cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes you'll be really focused and you might have a good block where you're making heaps of progress. You rested, there's no stress. And there might be some times when you just, you know, need to pull your training back a bit, you know, just stick with maintenance. You don't have to be making progress. You just have to stay in the habit of going and lifting and maintaining the muscle that you have.
0: Yeah, it's like over Christmas time, you know, like the the few weeks over Christmas and New Year's and stuff when we sort of close down and I, I just I tell everyone, I'm like, Look, schedule you know, like talk to your coach or whatever with any of my clients. I'm like, we're gonna be making sure that you're deloading during this time. You know, unless it's the person, you know, I don't put never in the same box. You know, but... if they're like, Oh look, I'm I like, i want to continue training, that's mm-hmm. fine. But most people if they're on holidays and with the family, they've got Relatives staying with them, you know, whatever it is, I'm like, look, just, if you want to go to the gym and just do a bit of a workout just to kind of feel good, but just, just have a bit of a fun session. Like yeah. just, you know, we'll, we'll program it that it's really easy sessions and just enjoy yourself. throw the lifting.
1: I'm yeah, like, sometimes it's like I'm nice like, just to go what in. What happens if, over, to,
0: like if we're looking at it 52 weeks in a year. Yeah, that's right. You have two weeks or maybe even four you know, a couple other weeks throughout the year where you don't make progress, but you're making progress the rest of the other 48 weeks. Yeah. I'm like gonna be good, it. right? Yeah. The same with your food. Like if you get 48 weeks right and four weeks are not right, you're going to be looking different. So.
1: And it's, it's just keeping up the habit too. Yeah. You know, like we had yeah. the last month, like I've made zero progress, yeah. but I've just gone in and trained yeah. and lifted yeah, and I just didn't care network. about it.
0: Yeah. I just was like, whatever. Like I just... Never wasted sessions, yeah. you know, especially... You feel if you, good. Even if your strength's a bit down, like you might be only working at 70% of your capacity. But if you're still pushing to failure or as close to failure as you can absolutely do, even if it's only 70%, it's not a wasted session. You're still going to be sending the signal to your body that it's like, oh, okay, I still need to keep this muscle. Hmm. You know, like, and it's just. And that's
1: the key. I think the women, too many women, and I see the same. It's like, if you can't be perfect. Yeah. Or you can't make progress all the time. You throw the baby out with the bathwater. Do not do that. that. Remember, it's the all or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the all or nothing. Slug. Did you? you did do all or something, right? i mean, did you say that before. I don't know. I fucking read it somewhere. Oh, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's good. I like it's that. Good. It is. It's I'll the all. That. Yeah. It's mm. the you ought to be just the all or something. So if mm. you can't do a good session, like where you want to make progress, just do a session. Yep. Just stay in the habit. Get yeah. in there, lift. You'll yeah. feel good. like you know how many sessions we had this month. We're gonna fuck. Oh, we're tired. You know, it's gonna be shit. But then we've gone in and we've moved and we've done it and we just felt good after. Yep. You know, we didn't push as hard. We didn't hit the same numbers. We didn't make any progress. Yeah. But it felt good. And then now we're a bit more rested. Yeah. I can hit hit it hard this week. Yeah. Feeling good, you know. Yeah. Going to make some fucking progress. We (laughs) can do. All right. Is there anything else that we've missed in that? I think that's pretty good. Okay, great. Well, as always, guys, um, please take a screenshot of the episode and share it on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D and uh, share your biggest takeaways. And when I say takeaways, I mean like what you learned from the podcast. One woman actually emailed me once and said, takeaway as in takeaway food, like KFC, I was like, no, that actually happened. (laughs) Your biggest learnings, because each month I pick someone who shared and they get uh, a tub of Saturay premium collagen valued at $79. Uh, So thanks so much for tuning in uh, and we'll be back again next week.